let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you. Thank you for your word to us this morning. Thank you for what you've been doing. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for where we are. Thank you once again for transfer of ownership of 22 Makachene Street to us. Thank you that it is done. Thank you so much, oh Lord, my God, that so much has been accomplished. So much has been done regarding this. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And Lord, I want to thank you for even the worship this morning, especially when the words are coming about believing a lie. Lord, wherever any one of us, wherever we're listening, oh Lord, my God, we have made you too small. Father, forgive us. And whatever lies we have believed, either about ourselves, about our future, about our finances, because we are focused on ourselves instead of focusing on you. My Lord and my God, by the grace of God upon my life, I start to tear down those lies right now in the name of Jesus that will change our focus from man to God. We change our focus from looking at ourselves and just believing those lies, especially the what the enemies were bringing forth. Oh, look at you. Look at the state where you are. Blah, blah, blah. All those things. The Lord, we will no longer believe those things. Father, thank you so much for lifting in the spirit. Thank you so much for your word that will come to lift. Your word that will come to realign. Your word that will come to correct. Your word that will come to reposition. Your word that will take us from where we are to where we ought to be. Let there be a revelation that will bring revolution in lives this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning, I will continue again in what we've been looking at for the past few weeks, uh, which we've entitled, Fulfilling the Kingdom Mandate. Fulfilling the Kingdom Mandate. And this morning, we'll be looking at understanding God's mission statement. Fulfilling the Kingdom Mandate, understanding God's mission statement. I told you how this all started, how I was seeking the Lord in the early hours of the morning, and I was asking him, where do we go from here? What word do we have for, do you, do you have for us? And he made it very clear to me. He so said, I've given you a message of the kingdom, the kingdom of God, dominion mandate. At the same time, he just locked up in my spirit. I knew that this is a message that he has given to us in this church, in this ministry, to proclaim, to propagate you know, to, to the nations of the earth. And that's why we have taken it up and we're trusting God that it will continue to explode and explode and explode. Because the Bible says the kingdom of God, of the kingdom, there will be, of the increase of the kingdom, there will be no end. So it will continue to increase and explode and explode and explode inside of not just me, but even you too. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Because accurate understanding of the kingdom message we bring everything in our lives into alignment. Everything in our lives into order. Everything that is out of order will be brought into order. I'll be with accurate understanding of this message. The blessing of God. The favor of God. The authority of God in our life. Practically everything will come into order. And the other side of it is this. When we don't understand it. When we lack the revelation. When we lack the understanding, 
You know what the Bible says? It says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I pray that that will not be your Lord in Jesus' name. That you will not perish for lack of knowledge. The word perish there does not mean to die. It simply means to be separated from the good that God has ordained for you. So what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God was mentioned in the New Testament over a hundred times. Over a hundred times. And 88 of those times were specifically referring to the kingdom of God. The word kingdom was mentioned over a hundred times. And 88 times, 88 out of the over, four, over 100, was specifically referring to the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is mentioned about 32 times. All of it in the book of Matthew. And I told us this before, that when Jesus started his ministry, maybe we should need to go there again. When he started his ministry, Mark chapter 1, verse number 14 and 15, you find that the title, if you have a Bible like mine, Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. And in verse 14, now after John was put in prison, remember John was his first cousin, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. What, what, what gospel was he preaching? The gospel of the kingdom of God. Verse 15. And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The kingdom of God is at hand. So Jesus started preaching the message of the kingdom. And let me also say this. I didn't mention this last week. But I want to add this to it this week. That you know that he also preached the message of the kingdom. That was the last message he preached before his ascension. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. From verse number 1. Acts chapter 1 from verse number 1. He began preaching the message of the kingdom. And he ended preaching the message of the kingdom. Jesus began with the message and ended with the message. If Jesus did that, then this message must be very, very important to him. And if the message is very important to him, it must be very important to us. Verse 1. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and to what and to teach. Verse 2, until the day in which he was taken up. So that means he started doing this and he continued until the day in which he was taken up. After he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. Verse number 3, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days, speaking of the things pertaining to what? I can hear you, to what? Speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So Jesus started with, I know we sang the song, Jesus started with prayers and ended with prayers. Prayer is the master's key. There's no doubt about it, he started with prayers, but I can tell you, Categorically, that he started, especially in his message, in his preaching. He started preaching the kingdom of God and ended preaching of the kingdom of God. Amen. So what is the kingdom of God? Uh, We're just doing a little bit of recap now. I told you that the kingdom of God is not just futuristic. Hello. The kingdom is not just what? Futuristic. Because when we talk about the kingdom, 
to many people. That is where we will go to when we leave planet Earth. No. The word kingdom of God is the, word, is the Greek word basilia, which primarily is referring to dominion. Not even to the king in his domain. Yes, it means that. There's no doubt about it. But primarily, oh, the word kingdom of God is, is the Greek word basilia, referring to the dominion of God. Oh, the domi- So when you're talking about the kingdom of God, you're talking about the dominion of God on the face of the earth. We looked at the meaning of the word dominion. And we said dominion, the word dominion means what? Rulership. It means what again? Authority, lordship. It means what? Caretakership or what? Stewardship. And it means what? It means ownership. The word means caretakership. It means ownership. So when we're talking about the kingdom of God, we're talking about the dominion of God. is lordship and rulership. And again, last week, I took you to three key components that we need to have before we can exercise or bring to fulfillment the kingdom of God in our lives and in our areas of influence. Three key components. I mentioned that. I feel so strongly that we need to really go back and look at these things because I need to remind you because so many times we tend to forget. Uh, We looked at two key things. Number one, the blessing. Thank you. Uh, And we saw that, that, you know, in the very first chapter, in uh, in verse 26, where man was created, the Bible says, then God said, let us make man in our image and after our own likeness. Let them have dominion over what? The fish of the sea and what? The beds of the air and what? The cattle on the field and what? Every creeping thing that creeps on the face of the earth. And then in verse 28, then God said, and God said to them, then God blessed them. And God said to them, can you see? God blessed them. From the very beginning, God blessed them. And even after man fell, because God was so determined to redeem this man, thank God, he's a God of second thought chances. God chose another man called Abraham. And in Genesis chapter number 12, in the call of Abraham, God said to him again, I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you'll be a blessing. Can you see? Blessing. The word blessing. The word blessing and the word dominion are two inseparable twins. Wherever you have the blessing of God, that is where the dominion of God is operational. I'll repeat. Verse 28. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue, and have what? Dominion. Anywhere you have the blessing, that is where dominion is what? The dominion mandate is operational. Where you have the lack of blessing is where you have lack of dominion. Amen. And remember, I mentioned to you that when I mentioned blessing, that not just referring to riches, even though Proverbs 10.22 says the blessing of the Lord makes what? Reach and add no sorrow to it. The blessing makes what? Reach. So the blessing can make one rich, 
without the sorrow. Amen. But where you have the blessing, you have dominion. They are two inseparable twins. When you separate one, when you, take the, when you don't have the blessing in operation, the dominion of God is not working there. But wherever you have the blessing, you have the dominion. And where you have the dominion, you have the blessing. The two of them are inseparable twins. And number two point, I mentioned this to Ross. I said, one, the blessing must be there for you to exercise God's kingdom mandate or to fulfill the kingdom mandate. The blessing is essential because blessing is God's empowerment on his people. Then number two is this. I said, avoid strife. Avoid strife. This is what is affecting so many believers. It's what is preventing a lot of things from manifesting. Oh yes, many sincere believers, many seeking, you know, who are sincere in their hearts, sincerely seeking the Lord. A lot of time they've, have, they've allowed uh, strife because of what somebody said, maybe what somebody did, or what they believe was not given to them, or whatever the case may be. They've taken on strife, and strife is a killer, I'm telling you. Strife, I said this, and I'll repeat, Allowing strife in your heart is like putting a rattlesnake in a baby's court. That baby will be dead before you, you can count one to three. Because when, by the time the rattlesnake bites the baby or hits the baby <laughs> with a kind of level of poison, uh, <laughs> oh, that baby can definitely not survive it. Meaning that strife is a poison the moment you allow it in your heart. And I took us to... The book of James, chapter number 3. Maybe we need to look at it. James, chapter number 3, uh, from verse number 14. Because you can't exercise dominion where strife is operational. It will disempower you. James 3, verse number 14. I want us to read with me very carefully. But if you have bitter envy, bitter, can you see? Bitterness, that's one. Then number two, envy what is envy when you desire something that another person has oh you are envious of what some somebody is doing what somebody has or whatever it is envy and self-seeking in your heart can you see that self-seeking in your heart the problem here is that you have allowed it to enter your heart and James is here is warning us, do not boast and lie against the truth. Verse 15. The wisdom, this wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, is sensual, is demonic. Where there's strife, demons are already there. Where strife is at, especially when you've allowed it to enter your heart. Because, you know, People may not see your heart, but God sees your heart. And the moment you've allowed it to enter your heart is when you've allowed it to take root. And the moment you've allowed it to take root, you know what will happen? It will start to affect your thought process. The moment your thought process is corrupted, your actions will be corrupted. Your words will be corrupted because your life will follow your dominant thought. Amen. Your life will follow your dominant thought. This wisdom does not descend from above. It is earthly, 
it is sensual, it is demonic, verse 16. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Be very careful of strife. Be very careful of allowing, especially in your heart, when you now start to sit down and you are thinking, oh, look at what so-and-so did. Look at what so-and-so said. Look at what so-and-so did. And then you are thinking in your heart. And then you, you, you become angry in your heart. You, you, you start to, and then you start to react with that. And start to take it upon those who are close to you. Because hurting people will hurt people. And the people that they will hurt the most are those who are close to them and those who love them. Oh yes, because you have allowed it in your heart. Have you forgotten? We've looked at this before, and I said, watch your thoughts. Because the moment you've allowed it in your heart, your thoughts will become corrupt. And with that, your words will become corrupt. You start to say things. You, should, you, you say, why did I say that? Why did I speak like that? Because the words are corrupt. Why? Because the thought process is already what? Corrupt. And the moment the words are corrupt, you know what will happen? The actions will be what? Corrupt. Corrupt thoughts will produce corrupt words. And corrupt words will produce corrupt actions. And corrupt actions will produce corrupt what? Oh, yes. Corrupt habit. Habit. Oh, no. Before you get to character, Corrupt habit, and then habit will produce what? Character, and then character will not produce what? Destiny. You know, when it comes to character and then destiny, that is when the thing is now, has now become what? Very obvious to people around you. But the Holy Spirit is saying this to you. You know, before the thing will become so obvious, by your words, your actions, is because it's been there on the inside through the thoughts. So that is why don't allow envy, bitterness, and strife in your heart. They will corrupt your words. They will corrupt your actions. They will corrupt your habit. They will corrupt your character, and they will definitely, I don't want to use the word corrupt now, they would destroy your destiny. And why do I say that? Because strife is fed through pride. And the Bible says that uh, you know, pride goes before what? Before destruction and a haughty heart before the fall. So you can see that that, it, that is the end product. That is why this is so important that if we're going to exercise the dominion mandate, if we're going to exercise the kingdom mandate, if we're going to fulfill the kingdom mandate in our lives, in our families, then these things must not be there. Must not be there. Strife must not be there. Because strife will stifle the blessing and render dominion inoperational. I'll repeat. Strife will stifle the blessing and render dominion inoperational. The third one I mentioned was revelation, and I'll talk more about it today. 
revelation. But I said this, the revelation is, or insight, is the greatest asset in the school of the spirit. Revelation or insight is the greatest asset that we have in the school of the spirit. So this morning, I'll be looking at understanding God's mission statement. And I want to take us to seven essential features of God's kingdom mandate. Seven essential features of God's kingdom mandate. And I'll take us again back to the book of beginnings. And we'll take us to where the word dominion, uh, because I said the kingdom of God, we looked at it. The kingdom of God means essentially dominion of God. And we'll be looking at where the word dominion is mentioned for the very first time in scriptures. Because of the law of first mention, the scriptures are consistent. Amen. God is not going to say something here and say something else there and say something else there. That is why you don't need to print the Bible every day. Have you noticed that they print newspapers every day? And sometimes they issue what is called retraction. We didn't mean this. We didn't mean to say this. We didn't mean. You don't need to do that because the Bible is the truth. Amen. It's the eternal truth that you don't need to adjust from time to time. The word is essentially the same. It remains the same. Truth is a person. Amen. And truth remains what the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let's go to where, you know, the word dominion was mentioned, mentioned in the Bible for the very, very first time. Oh, and then we'll look at seven essential features of God's kingdom mandate. I want you to listen very carefully. Seven essential features of God's kingdom mandate. Now, Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, then God said, let us make man. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. The first thing I want us to see here is that man was never created to be sovereign or independent. Man was never created to be sovereign or independent. Then God said, this man was created by God. This man was created to have an overlord, to have a ruler, and was made to be subject to this sovereign God. Look at it again, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man. Amen. Then God said, let us make man. Let's go to Psalm 100, and I'll start to read from verse number 1. The book of Psalm 100, and you see it again clearly written there. Psalm 100 from verse number 1. The Bible says that by two or three scriptures, every word shall be word shall be established. By the mouth of two or three, every word shall be established. Verse 1. Make a joyful, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Amen. That is where to read the Bible. You engage with it. The Bible is not a passive book. You don't say, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you land, and continue. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you land. There must be a response from the inside of you. You must engage with the word. It is the word that you engage with that will become your experience. You can't be in faith and be depressed. You can't be in faith and be down. When you're truly in faith, you'll be excited. 
Even though you have not seen it, even though you have not touched it, even though it's not really your experience yet, but there's something you have seen in your heart that is bringing excitement to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is just like a woman that is pregnant. The woman is pregnant. The woman has not seen the baby yet. The baby has not been born. But there's something on her inside. She's feeling the movement on her inside. She's feeling the baby moving on her inside. And I'm telling you, she's going about with a smile and say, I am pregnant. And it's old. Talking to the husband. Oh, darling. I think I feel that I'm pregnant. And mom say, oh, especially even if it's their second or third bomb. But if it's the first one, oh, 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 the man is on top of the moon. Oh, my, my, my. He has not traveled to the moon yet, but I can tell you, he's already landing there. Feeling that my baby is coming. My baby is coming. And I can tell you, if you've been believing God, you've been trusting God, the time of delivery is about to come. Amen. I feel a baby in the womb of my spirit. The thing that we've been trusting God for, the thing we've been believing God for, I have not maybe entered into it yet. I have not touched it yet. But there's a shout of joy on my inside. Hallelujah. Give a shout to the Lord. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Verse number two. Serve the Lord with what? We're complaining. Serve the Lord with what? We're, we're gloominess. Serve the Lord with what? Looking down. Serve the Lord with what? Praise God. Hallelujah. Sometimes some of us challenge me. And their lifestyle has been a blessing to me. Especially when I see someone making a lot of sacrifice to serve God. They challenge me. They encourage me. Because I know that that's a person in the days to come, in the weeks to come, in the years to come, that will return with great testimonies. Because unless the sacrifice is on the altar, the fire will not fall. I'm telling you, because sacrifice attracts presence. And presence, the Bible says, in the presence of God, there's what? There's fullness of joy. Sacrifice attracts presence. Amen. Serve the Lord with gladness, not with convenience. Amen. That means when it's not convenient, you are ready and willing to serve God. When it's not convenient, you are willing and ready to give. That's why I say we're taking a special offering on the 29th towards a building project. It might not be convenient, but when you say, Lord, I want to be part of it. I want to be able to give sacrificially. It will make the seed available to you. Because he gives seed to, to the sower. God gives seed to the sower. So serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with what? With singing. Come before his presence with singing. Verse number three. Know that the Lord he is God. It is he who has made us, not we ourselves. So this man was created to have an overlord. And was created to be what? Not to be independent, but to be dependent. So a self-made man in disaster going somewhere to happen. We did not create ourselves. You did not create yourself. And definitely you did not evolve from gorilla or monkey. Hello, I don't know what, what you have believed. If you believe that, well, <laughs> I don't want to, I said, Pastor, convince me, you know. No, 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 no. Just take the word and believe it. I didn't come from gorilla. Amen. 
But it is God who has what? Made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Why do you know sheep? Sheep follow. Goats don't. Sheep follow. Goats don't. Sheep are dependent. They follow the leader. They follow the one ahead. Goats go helter-skelter. We are not the goats of his pastor. We are the sheep of his pasture. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. Can I share more with you? Let me take you to the TPT, Psalm 8, verse 1. Psalm 8, verse 1. This is so important for us to know that we are what? God created this man not to be sovereign, not to be independent, but to have an overlord over him, to have a ruler and to be subject to the sovereign God. Psalm 8, from verse 1. The TPT. It reads on a quote, Yahweh, our sovereign God. Did you see that? Yahweh, our sovereign God. The word Yahweh is the word covenant God. Yahweh, our sovereign God. Your glory streams from heavens above, filling the earth with majesty of your name. People everywhere see your splendor. So this man was created not to be an overlord, but to be an underlord. He was created to be under sovereignty and not to be sovereign. He was created to be dependent and not to be independent. To tell you the truth, an independent spirit is a demonic spirit. I'll repeat, an independent spirit is a demonic spirit. The moment nobody can talk to you, the moment nobody can say, don't do that. Don't behave like that. And say, no, nobody can talk to me. I'm my own man. Yes, I can do anything I want. You are disaster on your way to destruction. Amen. You are created to have an overlord over you. Let me read to you again from the CEV version. That is a contemporary English version. It says, Psalm 8 verse 1. It says, our Lord, our ruler. Our Lord, our ruler. The New King James says, our Lord, our Lord. Our Lord, our ruler. In all these cases, you find that the word, our Lord, O Lord, our Lord, the word Lord there is capital L, indicating the Lord. In the CAV version, the ruler there is the capital R, indicating the Lord. Our Lord, our ruler, your name is wonderful everywhere on earth. You let your glory be seen in the heavens above. So this man was created what? To be under authority, because it's only a man under authority that can exercise what? Authority. Number two, this man was created to be the crowning glory of all of God's creation. Wow. He was created to be what? Under sovereignty. Number two, he was created to be the crowning glory of all of God's creation. Let's, let's, let's again go back to Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse number 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. Not let us have dominion. 
let them have dominion. So dominion was given to this man over all of God's creation, over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28. Then God blessed man, or this man, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion, again over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So man was created to be the crowning glory of God's creation. Let, let me take us again to Psalm 8. We'll go to Psalm 8. And I'll start to read. And I want to show you something there. And I'll be reading from the easy to read version. If you have easy to read version, you can read with me. Uh, Psalm 8 from verse number 1. Lord our Lord, your name is the most wonderful in all the earth. It brings you praise everywhere in heaven. From the mouths of children and babes come songs of praise to you. They sing of your power to silence your enemies who are seeking revenge. Wow. Can you see that even when babies sing, when children sing, what a beautiful thing when children can start to sing, you know, or when babies start to sing. Hello. Because a lot of time, because they cannot talk, they cannot what, speak or communicate the way you think, oh, I don't know what they're saying. But I'm telling you that they can sing. I'm telling you that they can what? They can sing. Oh, when they start to make those noise, when they start to say one, you may not understand, but the one who created them is what flowing with what they are saying. Praise God. I remember one of us, one of our young parents, young, you know, mother and told me something. He said, you know, our son will wake up at two and then we start to sing. We start to say, oh, we have not been able, oh, you need to listen to the song because there's a new song that that boy is bringing out. Amen. There's a new song. Don't, have you forgotten the name you gave him? And you now said he's waking up at 2 a.m. to sing. Why would he not wake up at 2 a.m. to sing? You gave him the name that means what? That means sing at 2 a.m., sing at 3 a.m., sing at 4 a.m., sing at 5 a.m. You wait for it. Now he will continue. He will go to 3 a.m., he will go to 4 a.m., you go to 5 You have to now join him in singing along with him. Praise God. I know the person I'm talking to, or the people I'm talking to can hear me very clearly. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, children and babies come, songs of praise. Don't you know that those songs are going up? Deliverance is also happening. When those songs are going up, angels are also worshiping. Why? The babies are so pure, completely pure, no corruption at all. And their songs are sent directly to the throne. Amen. That's what the Bible says here. They said, they sing of your power to silence your enemies who were seeking revenge. I look at the heavens you made with your hand. I see the moon and the stars you created. Verse 4. And I wonder why are people so important to you? Did you see that? I wonder why are people so important to you? Why do you even think about them? Why do you care so much about humans? Why do you even notice them? Verse 5. But you made them almost like, almost like gods. Can you imagine? Man has been made 
to be almost like God, yet you made them a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You know, those interpretations are not accurate. In this place, the King James, the New King James, the ESV, they've made a bit of an inaccurate translation because they couldn't handle the fact that how can man be just lower than God? Then they interpreted it to be lower than angels. It is not accurate. The accurate interpretation, you find it in some of this one, it says, you have made him, you have made them almost like God. Crown them with glory and honor. You put them in charge of everything you made. You put everything under their control. Hello. You put them, you put everything under what? Under their control. He said people rule over the sheep and cattle and all the wild animals. They rule over the birds in the sky and the fish they swim, that swim in the sea. Lord, our Lord, your name is the most wonderful name in all the earth. Let me read it to you, verse number five, uh, in the TPT version. Yet what honor have you given to men? Created only a little lower than Elohim. Can you see it there? Created a little lower than Elohim. See the interpretation in the CEV. And even now in the TPT, you have created him only a little lower than Elohim, crowned with glory and magnificence. You have delegated to them rulership over all. Did you see that? You have delegated to them rulership. That's why when man is not under sovereignty or under an overlord, man also will lose what? The capacity, the ability to exercise authority. He says you have delegated because this authority is delegated. It's not man. We, we don't own the authority. We don't own the, 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 the mandate. No. It is God's mandate. It is God's authority that he has delegated to all men. You have delegated to them rulership over all that you have made. So that means you can't rule when you are not under authority. I need to say this at this time. Uh, because sometimes uh, people say that, oh, uh, you know, maybe I'll get there. Don't, don't, let me to, uh, don't let me be too much ahead of myself. I, I'll get there. Let's go to number three. Number three point. God gave dominion to mankind, not over man, not to man over the woman. Hello. Men, can you listen to me? Can I have your attention right now? That God gave dominion to mankind, not to man over the woman. Not to man. That means the man is not supposed to lord it over the woman. And I know in some traditions, the woman is supposed to be quiet, not to be hard. That is the woman that is what? That is the woman and the man that is living under what? Under the cause. Hello. You, no, 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 no. I'm the man in this place. If you want to talk, it's the man. I'm the man. You are living under the cause. You are living under the cause. No, no, no. You're, oh, yes, I'm the man. Everything must come to me. I'm the man. I'm the man. God did not give dominion to man over the woman. God gave dominion to mankind over his creation. That's why I said, let them have, not let him have. 
Let them have dominion. Then what, what is it? Am I not supposed to be ruling over in my house and let everybody know that I'm the head of this place? No. I thought that was obvious that you are the man there. I thought that was obvious that you are the head there. If you need to now start to make everybody know that you are the head, something has gone wrong. When you call the entire family to the table and say, I want all of you, who is the head? You say it now. You is there. You say it now. You is there. You say it now. Something is wrong already. Amen. Because that should be obvious to everybody. And you are made the head for the purpose of administration, not to rule. I can show you, we'll get there, that the word, the man will rule over the woman came after the fall. It was never the original intent of God. It was when man fell that that came to be. Amen. That doesn't mean that the woman must not respect her husband. In fact, do you know if the man is under divine authority and every other person will line up? It's easy. A man of God was praying. Oh, many years ago, I attended a conference and this man was speaking there. He said, I was praying. He said, I was having problem with my wife. And I took her to God. I took the matter to God. I said, Lord, the, the, my wife is not obeying me. My wife is not doing this. My wife is doing that. And, and after saying, talking and talking and talking, God said, yes, he said, I've heard. But when you start to obey me, I will ensure that your wife, what? Obeys you. He said it shocked him that wait a minute. So the reason is because I'm not under alignment. That's the reason why those who are under me are also what? Falling out of order. The moment you are in order, everything else will fall into order. Oh yes, because God will grant you the grace to rule. He will grant you the grace to grow. He will grant you the grace to walk in authority that your words will carry power. And your words will carry authority. And it will be obvious to everyone. Amen. So God gave, God gave dominion to mankind. Oh, let's go there. Let me take you to, the, to NIV. Because the New King James will not bring that out very well. But let's, let me take you to NIV. Genesis 1.26. Verse 26, then God said, let us mean mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the wild animals, and over all creatures that move along the ground. Then God said, let us make mankind. Mankind, the word man there is not male, is the word mankind. Mankind. So it says here, let, then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over us. Let me also take you to the easy to read version, 26. Then God said, now let's make humans who will be like us. They will rule over all they will rule over all then god said now let's make humans who will be like us so dominion was given to human beings or to mankind over creation not to man over the woman not to man over what yes but man over his creation praise god can i submit to you 
that the moment God did this, that you will need to willingly come under his sovereignty or under his lordship for him to exercise his power through you. God has the power to do so many things for you, but he does not have the authority to do that. If you don't come under his lordship, if you don't come under his rulership, he will not be able to act on your behalf. That is why people say this. I don't know what is, I don't know why God is allowing things to happen. It's not God that is allowing these things to happen. It's you that is allowing things to happen. It's not God. Why is God allowing all this COVID thing to come? Why is God? No, 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 no. God gave dominion over creation. It is what you allow that will be allowed. The moment you do not take your place. Many years ago, when I was in Lagos, at the Lateran Assembly, the then Lateran Assembly, the pastors and the leadership were praying. And I remember I stood at the door where the prayer was going on. Suddenly the Holy Spirit came to me. I stood at the door. And at that time in that place, the moment we fixed the time for prayers, the moment that time hits, nobody can stroll in, you know, let's say five o'clock, you can't stroll in at five minutes past five. No, no, no. The moment we close the door at five, nobody can come in. The moment you close the door at five, you can't come in as ten past, oh, you know, I've been busy, and then you are rolling, you're coming. No, 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 you can't, you just stay outside. You know, very, very, very clear. That is why, so, uh, that's areas we have learned my discipline. I learned my discipline, and I like to tell people who are close to me, that, hey, you can't live, be like, this. if you're going to be a true disciple, you must be disciplined. And you know where it starts with? In the area of your time. Be disciplined. Be dis and I stood at the door. The moment I stood there, nobody was able to come in. And the Lord said to me, he said, do you know that as long as you're at the door, nobody could come in? I said, yes. He said, in the same way, you are the door to your family. He said, the moment you take a stand regarding your family, those who are under you, no one, no Satan, no demons or devil can what have a free access to that family. Can you see how important it is, especially that is the role of the man. The moment the man cannot take a stand, especially in the spirit, the moment you can watch over, the moment is, uh, the man is totally compromised, a lot of things will be compromised. If you can take a stand and say, no, no, I'm, I disallow this in my family. I disallow this in my life. Not that Satan will not come knocking on the door. He will come knocking on the door. He will come to test you whether you truly believe what you're saying. That's when words are declared like this. And people say, yes, 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 I believe, I believe. The very next moment, he will show up to test you whether you truly believe. And, you know, your actions will reveal whether you truly believe it or not. Even though you have said, yes, 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 after pastor has spoken. And then, afterwards, what do you do? Afterwards, what actions do you take? Afterwards, what are you saying? And sometimes we think, oh, yes, we've left church now. Pastor is not here. Oh, but... Pastor might not be here, but God is there. And do you know that God is, <laughs> God is everywhere. God is, is listening to you. And at the appropriate time, sometimes you, some of those things, that is why God will allow us to be tested. It's so that we can be refined and we can be better and be lifted so that we can be promoted. 
And I said, wow. As long as I stood by the door, nobody could come in. He said, if you also take a stand regarding your life, no, just, no demon, no devil can just have free access. If you take your stand or in the family, no devil, no demon can just have access. But if you're not taking the right stand, then what happens is this. The enemy will have what? Access. Because he will come to knock on the door to check you out and see how you will respond. It will come. It will place a call to test whether what you will do. You might think nobody's there, but somebody is watching you to see what your actions will be, how you will respond, and the rest of it like that. Praise the name of the Lord. Meaning that you can't exercise dominion if you're out of what authority. It takes a man under authority to exercise what dominion. Number Number four, God gave dominion to this man over his entire creation. I've already mentioned something that a little bit earlier, that God gave dominion to man over the entire creation. Not to some, not just to snails, not just to what? <laughs> not just to rabbits, but to the entire creation including all the wild animals, including all of them. Then, look at it again, 26. God said, let us make man who will be like us. They will rule over all. They will rule over all the fish of, in the sea. That includes what? The shark. That includes the whale. That includes what? You can name all of them. They will rule over all of them. They rule over all the large animals and all the little things that crawl on the earth. So dominion was given to man over all creation. Verse number five. I mean, number five. Remember, seven essential features of God's kingdom mandate. Number one, I mentioned that, that what? Man was not designed to be sovereign. Man was designed to be an underlord with an overlord over him. It was not designed to be independent. It was designed to be dependent. That is why in the world they teach you to be independent. In the kingdom you are taught to be dependent. The more mature you are, the more dependent you are. You just don't do things. And you don't resist when it says you should do things. You don't say, no, 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 this, I'm not, no, the moment you, you've had it clearly in your spirit, you go ahead and obey, amen, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Number two, man was the crowning glory, or man was the crown, crowning glory of all of God's creation, amen. Number three, God gave dominion to mankind, not to man over woman. Number four, God gave dominion to man over the, his entire creation. God gave dominion to man over his entire creation. Then number five, let's go to 20, verse 29 of Genesis 1. 29 of Genesis 1. Then God said to man, and God said, see. And God said, see, I have given you every hop that yields seed, 
which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit you see, to you it shall be for food. Revelation is designed by God to unveil to you your provision. Revelation was designed by God to unveil to you your provision. He said, and God said, see, see, see. If you can't see it, you can't have it. Remember, I said I will get to eat again today. I mentioned it last week. I started speaking about it earlier. Again, I'm focusing on it. See, the picture you see is the future you can have. See, see, see. You're not designed to go where, what? Your eyes have not been to. Where your eyes have been to, your feet will carry you there. Hello, revelation is your passport to, paras- to paradise. I'll repeat, revelation is your passport to paradise. What you see or what you can see, you eventually possess. It doesn't matter the difficulty. It doesn't matter, oh, you know, the difficulty. Oh, it doesn't matter the mountain that may be before you. If you can see it, that is yours. If you can see, then it's yours. And God said, see. Remember, we looked at it last week. Where the Bible said, you know, Abraham called Lord and said, let there be no strife between your herdsmen and my herdsmen. And I told you the word herdsmen means what? Shepherd. And, what she- and also what? Leaders. Let there be no strife among the leaders. Let there be no strife in the heart of the leaders. Let there be no strife in the heart of the pastors. Let there be no strife. Let there be no strife. Amen. So let there be no strife. And he was willing to, uh, to give Lord the first option. To say, you Lord, you can have anything you want. Take whatever is remaining. I will have it. How could Abraham be so confident? I thought as the head, he want to be the first one to grab. That is why you don't be the first one to grab. Hello, as a leader. Amen. You don't be the first one to grab. You are like, oh yes, why? Except you don't understand that the blessing of God is upon you. Because when you know the blessing is upon you, ah, but if, the t- if everything is gone, before it gets to your position, the blessing will be created for you. <laughs> the blessing will be created for you. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. You don't be, do you know that before Joshua would take his own inheritance, he ensured that the inheritance was first of all divided to the children of Israel. Divided to the children of Israel. There are some personal things we could have gotten when we, when we got here, when we came here. I said, no, no, let's put the kingdom of God first. Let's put the church first. Let's put this thing first. Let's put this thing first. It doesn't mean that your, your time will not come. It doesn't mean that you know. Abraham said, Lord, you choose. Take it. And Lord took what? The green ones. If Lord was smart, he would have said, no, I can't take it. You are my uncle. You are the one that brought me here. You should what? Choose. And they will not sit down and look at it together and make a choice. But because he wasn't wise, he quickly said, oh, oh, oh. he said that you grab. Oh, he's my boy. He grabbed it. And then, but Abraham was just watching him. And the Bible says, now you see. Hello, praise God. What, where did Lord grab? He thought it was good and green, but he was grabbing Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah. But he now said, Abraham, see, see. 
wherever you can see. Even though, uh, uh, when Lot was grabbing that, Abraham could have said, ah, you have taken all the good ones, what am I going to do? And then they will ensue what? A fight, an argument. Oh, you took the one. Oh, no, you don't do that. I've learned some of these principles. I live by them in my life. I live by them. I don't think the way a lot of people think. Hello. And I thank God for the way God has been training me. And that's why I want to train you too. Because the way many people think, the way you think, it will lead to disaster. It's the way of the world. Let your mind be renewed by the word of God. I don't think like that. I don't think, oh yes, oh, this is, oh, first of all, let, I will grab my own, I will grab my own, let me go, go grab my own, let me go, go grab No, you don't do that. If you are the leader, you don't do that. Amen. Praise God. I said, praise God. Hallelujah. Because the moment you, if it is settled in your heart that the blessing is upon your life, oh, 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 oh. let everything be gone, the blessing will recreate it. Hello, I said the blessing will do what? We recreate it for you. Amen. All you need to do is just what? You just follow him. Amen. You just, you just make sure that the blessing is on you. Because with the blessing on you, you will exercise the dominion word. The dominion mandate. Because the two of them are inseparable. Oh, but I've tried to do this. It's, uh, oh, yes. It's, it's, uh, yeah. But time is going. Oh, it's taking so much time. Learn this. Truth is superior to time. If you learn to lay hold on the truth, time will bow. Time will bow. If you learn to lay hold on the truth, time will respond and will yield to truth. Truth. Time is not superior to truth. Truth is superior to time. That is why you just take word. You just... Settle on the truth, knowing fully well that in the fullness of time, what he has ordained to do with you for you, he will do it. He says, see, I have given it to you. Revelation is your passport to what? To paradise. What you don't see, you can have. The moment you can see it, it is yours. It doesn't matter how long. And the moment you can see it, your, what will happen? Your legs will what? Will take you there. We'll follow it and take you there. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Number six, God gave green plants as food to all animals. Let, let's go there. Verse number 30. Genesis 1. In the kingdom of God, animals are not supposed to eat other animals. In the kingdom, animals are not supposed to eat what? Flesh. <laughs> oh, I hope I'm not shocking you. In the kingdom, flesh-eating animals came about as a result of the fall. Genesis 1, from verse number 30. I'm, and I'm giving all what? Green plants to the what? I'm giving all the green plants to what? And also to every beast of the earth, every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is what? To every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and everything that creeps on the earth, in which there is what? Life. I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. Lions were meant to eat what? Grass. Cheetah 
were created to eat what? Grass. Uh, tiger created to eat what? Grass. Somebody said, how can that be? Don't go too far. When they were in the ark, what were they eating? When they were in the ark of Noah, what were, they, were they eating themselves? If they were eating themselves, wouldn't there be a total commotion and collapse there? But they were eating grass. They were eating grass. So lions were meant to eat grass. That, that's the only reason they could exist peacefully with one another. Because none of them is supposed to be food for each other. But the moment man rebelled against God, creation rebelled against man. The moment man said, I'm not in, don't, talk, don't talk to me about that God. Don't talk to me about, I don't have time for him. I don't, take, take this Bible out of schools. Take this one out of this one. I don't have, don't talk about God here. Then my body is myself. I can do anything with it. Then creation also rebelled against man. The one that is supposed to, the one that's supposed to be ruling, the man that is supposed to be in dominion over the lions, over the elephant, over the tiger, over all these massive animals, we now see them and what? And run. The ruler became the ruled. And run. No. Because man has fallen from what? Dominion. is falling from revelation to information. Because don't we live by the information age? Anything you don't know, Google. Pa, 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 pa. Everything is on Google. Everything is on Google. Or, you know, I don't know which one you use, but Google. They put it on Google. Uh, uh, I remember I was, uh, one of us, uh, the, the little one in my house yesterday was washing the place. He said, Siri, tell me the time. And then the, the, Siri also replied. He said, the time is 2.40 p.m. I just laugh and I walk past, you know. Uh, living in information age. Siri, tell me the time. Google, tell me the time. Siri, tell me what is Genesis 1.26. Siri, tell me. We live by that. We're living by information, not by revelation. And it is revelation that will unveil to you your provision, not information. So when we say, what, what, where are you working? I'm working IT. Information what? Technology. Is your what? Operating within the fall. Information technology. Except you are born again. And you are using revelation. Even on that field. But if you are just living by information. Everything Google. Everything Siri. Everything what? Yahoo. Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo. If you, if you, you know, Yahoo, Yahoo, Yahoo. In some areas, Yahoo. You know what Yahoo means? Especially if you go to some places in Nigeria. Yahoo, Yahoo means 419. 419, 419. Well, I will leave it to you to interpret. 419. Man was meant to eat what? Grass. Finally, this man was created on the sixth day. And everything about him was what? Verse 31. Look at it. Verse 31. Then God saw everything that he had made. And indeed it was. Was it good? Was it good? It was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. What? It was very good. Go and check it. I don't have the time. Every from verse 1. And he created this one. It was good. He created that one. It was good. He created that one. It was good. The grass it was good. The moon it was good. The sun it was good. And everything was good. But when it got to man, it was very good. He had made, it was very good because 
man was the crowning glory of his creation. It was very, very good. And the evening and the morning were what? The sixth day. Man was created on what day? The sixth. That's why six is the number of man, not 666. 666 is the number of antichrist. And it simply means man ruling in his life, in the outer court, in the holy court, and the holies of holies. That's not the man that God created. It is the man that has been fostered on creation as a result of the fall. That is why things are the way they are. Years ago, it was Ebola. Now, we are facing what? COVID. And everybody is so afraid. And they said, before you know what is happening, they say, oh, uh, 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 this variant. And then by the time they, they found the vaccine, they say another variant. And people are so afraid. No. Oh, the reason why that is ruling is because of the fall. So if you are not under the fall, you should not fear their fear. Don't fear their fear. And not only that, you now say the evening and the morning were the first, were the sixth day. I want to conclude with that. Why not the morning and the evening? Why the evening and the morning? Because God will finish and then it will, it will start. God will finish anything that God will ask you to do. Before God will speak to you, he's already finished it. And then you will now say, do it. That's where you now what? run to him and say, Lord, how do I do it? Because he's already finished it. He will not tell you, do this, give this, do this, do it this way. And then you will do it. But when you don't run to him, when you are trying to think on your own, how do I make it happen? Then you are not tapping into divine grace. You are not tapping into privileged information. You are not tapping into what God has already concluded, which will now tell you the path to travel upon. There's nothing. That's why regarding our new building, the moment God said to us, transfer of ownership, if, 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 that was to let us know that everything had been what? Finished. Concluded. We are not the ones to what? Follow the instruction that he will give us. Do the thing that he wants asking us to do. Concerning you too. The thing you say, oh God, come and do this. Oh God, come and do this. No. They are already finished. Oh God, I need this. Oh God, come and do this. They are already what? Finished. All you need is to lay hold on the promise from his mouth concerning that thing. And start to thank him for it. And start to worship him for it. Because before God will say this about you, God already what? Finished it. Can I take you further? How about Jesus? Somebody said Jesus was crucified 2,000 years ago. I don't have any doubt about it. That happened physically. But you know the Lamb of God was slain before the foundation of the world. God finished everything before you now say start or start. Why? So that Everything will have been concluded. And then it's for you now to step in and start to work, act it out. That those are the f- key features of the kingdom. When you live by these features in the kingdom, you'll be able to walk in dominion. But when we're trying to make a way for ourselves, thinking we are the one that created ourselves, you're going to run into a lot of trouble. Amen. 
seven features of the kingdom. Get this message. Listen to it over and over and over again. Because next week, I'll take you to the government of the kingdom. And the week after, I'll take you to the language of the kingdom. I will continue to build and build and build and build like that. I will show you that you're first of all a citizen before you can what be truly a member. I'll show you in the days to come. Because you must carry, you must see yourself as citizens of the kingdom. Because without that, you can exercise the rights and privilege and enjoy the privileges of the kingdom. So the reason why many are not enjoying the privileges is because they are not exercising the right. And because they are not exercising the right is because they don't understand the government of the kingdom. And I'll take you there next Sunday. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to end now and I want you to stand up because I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, raise up your two hands to heaven because I want to release this over your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone right now whose hands are raised up to you concerning this word that they have heard. Lord, let there be an unveiling. Let there be a revealing. Let there be sight beyond sight so that they can lay hold on everything that you have ordained for them. Father, in the name of Jesus, that this one will start to see themselves first and foremost as citizens of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus Christ, so that they can start to exercise the rights and enjoy the privileges of the kingdom of God. Lord, no, never again will we believe the lies that the enemy has been trying to sell. Or has even sold to us. Every lie of the enemy again, by the authority of God in my life, I start to pull them down. I dismantle the lies. The lies of lack. The lies of sickness. The lies of disease. Believing that you are the sick, trying to look for healing. Believing that you don't have anything. No, 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 no. Provision is already provided in the kingdom. Healing is already provided in the kingdom. All we need is for our eyes to be open so that we can lay hold on this. Father, in the name of Jesus, none of us will walk in darkness again. Let your light shine forth. Let your light shine forth. Let your light shine forth. Father, the reward which you have given to me, I've declared that these ones will, they will remain indelible in their hearts. They will ring in their hearts. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, come and help us that none of us will be forgetful of these words. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you worship. Remember the word. Again, is reminding me. Hmm. All let's expect imminent surprises in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember again, it is a decade of limitless possibilities for you in Jesus' name. We give God all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I hope to see you in the sanctuary very soon in Jesus' name. Amen. Because we are relocating to the new building also very soon. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.